This week's podcast, we have the man back on again, human performance strategist, Dr. Craig Duncan, and he's going to talk about what type of leader are you, what is a good leader, and what do you look for when recruiting a leader? How are you, mate? I'm really well, Greg. I'm always better when I see you, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love and, it. And I miss and I miss so much being at uh, up there at Body Science, but your borders, I don't know, they're, they're quite closed at the moment. <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, getting out of closed thinking and closed uh, borders, I do want to let everyone know that I really enjoy the mentoring you give me on an ongoing basis. And I just wanted today to open up with, let's do a podcast on that leadership. Let's rip in. Welcome to the Body Science Podcast, bringing you everything you need, want, and should know about health, fitness, nutrition, and training. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hydroxyburn Shred Ultra, nootropic thermogenic. Shred Ultra is scientifically engineered to shred body fat, ignite metabolism, and boost all-day energy while enhancing cognitive performance, focus, clarity, and mood. It combines powerful fat-burning thermogenics, Garcinia, green coffee bean, guarana, caffeine, and an industry-leading four grams of acetyl L-carnitine with potent nootropic ingredients at effective therapeutic doses to give you maximum results. Welcome to Body Science HQ, the world of fit, happy, healthy. And today we're going to throw in leadership as well. And we've got the man in, human performance strategist, Dr. Craig Duncan. How are you, mate? I'm good, Greg. How are you? Good. Let me ask you a question. And I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the ride on this. What type of leader are you? That's a really good question. What type of leader am I? Or what type of leader do I want to be or do I aspire to be? There you go. Yeah. I look, definitely I, I would look at more being an authentic servant leader, even though they're different styles, very much like servant leadership is one of our values that we have as a as a corp- uh, an organization. So I very much uh, aspire to, to be that and authentic and authenticism is also very vital to me in general. And do you mm. think the authentic side is really important in leadership in Australia? I mean, I, I guess when, when you talk about sport, it would be a very different concept to small business. Small business normally a family concept of start or two people started a partnership or two friends have joined together to start something and it grows. So when we hit this leadership podcast we're going to do right now, what areas are we going to be talking about? Look, I think we can we can touch on the sport and because leadership is coaching. So mm-hmm. we, uh, you know, we can touch on that. And also the small to medium businesses are important as well. Or if you're listening to this and you're in a, in a major organization and you're a leader because they'll have multiple leaders. Yes. So I think anyone at any stage in their life has a leadership role. Yep. Even if you don't know it, you are in a leadership role in somewhere in your life. So I think leadership is something that's very important for anyone listening today. When we go with leadership, what are some of the kinds of leadership that, I mean, you work in that area outside of sport and corporate, like that's, that's your thing, isn't it? Self-science, which leads into leadership and all that together. Where do you see the, the current trends for leadership going in that workplace post-COVID? Look, I think if we if we were to discuss and and what's important for an organization is to keep your people yeah. keep your best people is 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 vital we we know that and we talk a lot about culture so culture is every organization I go into will talk about culture we need to improve the culture well I can tell you straight away now culture will never improve if the leader isn't right yeah. so that's fundamental so we can we can have all these cultural days team building days whatever we want to do but if the leader is not right 
and the leadership is not right, it's not going to work. It will work for a little short period of time, but not a long-term fix. Do you think that all leadership should have some type of mentoring, whether it's low-level peers that you're talking with through to paid professionals? Look, I mean, 100%. I think mentoring is often misunderstood and it's been monetized. So we can have informal and formal mentoring, but everyone will benefit from a mentor. Throughout history, we've seen every every successful person had some form of mentor or some form of coach, uh, again, whether it was informal or formal, but it's vital. As soon as you start doing things on your own and not having a sounding board, a really effective sounding board, then I think we can start to get into problems. So having someone to bounce things off, to push you to your limits so you maximize your potential can only be a, a positive in my view. And mate, before we step into the authenticity part that you brought up very early in this conversation. I just want to ask you a question that I was talking to Luke Mathers, the author of Stress Teflon, about on one of our walks last week. Do you believe that to be a good mentor, you need to be mentored as well? Look, that's a that's a really good question. And I think to be a, a good mentor, you have to be self-aware. Mm-hmm. And self-aware, coming with self-awareness comes mentorship in some part. You need to have some look, mates around you or, or friends around you if you don't have a formal mentor to actually discuss that. And like you're very fortunate and Luke's fortunate that you guys can have that opportunity to walk, walk together each morning that I know you do. And that's really valuable because you've got each other to call your yourself out when things are off track. If you don't have that, it's it's very difficult. I'm lucky to have that in my life, you know, with yourself that I can bounce ideas off and I've got other people that will just be there for me to, to give me that mentorship when I require it. And can we step into, obviously everyone loves the fact that people like yourself have worked at the highest level of sport. Like for those people that are listening for the first time, you spent 10 years with the Socceroos? I was four, four years with the Socceroos, yep. but then I've worked for other nations as well, which has been great across different cultures and different countries and then you know multiple multiple teams in rugby league and uh, other sports as well so I suppose it's over about 20 uh, coming up to 25 years in in high level sports so I've been able to see a lot of really positive things in respect to coaching and remember coaching is leadership yep. so they're, they're just a leader in a sporting field and I've also been able to see where things could improve so that's been an interesting experience and it has been hard to take what those learnings in sport were to non-sport like uh, workplace? No, I, I don't think so. I, th- I think ever, ever since I've worked in sport, I've thought how much that we learn here can come across into into other areas of life, particularly the corporate space. Because in sport, it's such a high pressure environment and decisions make all the difference and it's about winning or losing. In actual fact, in the corporate space, it's very, very similar, but it's probably not a short term, it's longer term. So I think uh, I've been very fortunate to work on that cutting edge of sport that really enhances my ability to get the best out of people's potential in re- in respect to them performing. So, I mean, that's been a great advantage. So I, I'm very aware that uh, you put a post out this week from Harvard Business Review, I believe it was, that talked mm. about the authenticity in the workplace of leadership. Mm. And basically about like authentic leadership is a leadership style. And so, you know, we have a number of leadership styles that are available. Uh, You know, one is transactional leadership, which is 
probably one I don't like as much, but what a lot of people actually do. It's where, you know, basically you do this, you are going to do this. I'm going to lead it because you're going, there's going to be a transaction between your worker and you as a, as a, as a leader. You do this, you will get paid and for your payment, you'll get this. So it's very, just that transactional. There's not much relationship going on there. So that was quite historical. And we saw, we see that a lot still in sport. And then in more modern days, we talk about transformational leadership and people really like that idea where we're trying to transform the organization. And that's a popular leadership style and a very positive one. And then we more authentic leadership and then servant leadership or other ones as well. What's servant leadership? Servant leadership is, is where really you're there to serve. Okay. You're there to serve the people in your organization. So the first step is rather than serving your yourself as a leader, you're there. So you're very empathetic. You're interested in people in your organization being the best they can be. You're about maximizing their potential. You're there for them. Uh, and from that, what we do know is that people have real uh, positive feelings about an organization where there is a servant leader. It's taken some criticism in some respects because if it, if it goes too far, you know, what are shareholders and ultimately a business is there is to, you know, uh, be positive in respect to the bottom line. And so people think, oh, does this servant leader have that time to actually grow the business as well? But I, I'm very positive about servant leadership. And also if we move on from there, it's very, there are similarities between that and authentic leadership. It's really about bringing your best self as a leader uh, to to the corporation and to the followers. So for those people out there, um, authentic leadership, and these are the notes that Craig sent me, better relationship with colleagues, higher levels of trust, yeah. greater productivity, more positive working environment. Tell me why we're not embracing that. That's a fantastic question. And and this is what I often ask people and I ask leaders, are you actually giving your best self? What do you want? And if you say to me, okay, I want to have this organization that makes money and I do this. Well, what are your pain points? And every place I go into, the pain point is often staff, the culture. I'm not getting the best out of my staff. Well, go go have a look. Why? Because they do not feel this. They don't feel the trust. They don't feel that relationship there that you are actually really interested in them. Because at the end of the day, if you're a business owner and you're leading an organization and you want people to work exactly as hard as you, are they making as much money as you if the business is successful? No. Absolutely so not. there has to be a reason for them to join into this team, into this movement. And look, another leadership style is the charismatic leader. And uh, you have great charisma and so does Nathan. So you've you've got that charismatic sort of quality where people will follow you. And I I know in my, my leadership style has that as well. Coupled then with servant leadership and authentic leadership, you've got a really nice package. Yeah. Because remember, there's been some terrible leaders in history were charismatic. Okay, so there's a downside of that. Okay, because they can get taken away and then it becomes like a narcissistic leader. Yes. Okay. But if you couple it with servant and authenticity, oh, and you are a real leader and I guarantee you, your people will want to stay with you and work for you. And in this day and age, that's what we need. That's what we really need. Don't talk to me about culture. Don't talk to me about team building. Talk to me about the leader getting themselves right. And then I'll work with that leader and then they will be the mouthpiece to get the culture right. 
Now, you can't turn that around, can you? you? You can't. And look, I'm a bit critical of some of these people, you know, out there promoting themselves as culture builders and 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 uh, team building specialists and all that sort of stuff. They're missing the point. It's short term. R- research shows that. That's short term <laughs> stuff. Come up with a couple of slogans, do this, do that. Then, yep. Yeah, a bit of hype. It's really good for a period of time. But guess what? After that, you know, that, uh, that period of time where you go through that, it will go up and it will go down. Down. And you know why it goes down? Because the leader has not embraced and changed and realized they have to make a change for this organization to work. Absolutely. And is there any data out there into after these motivational sessions, these boot camps, these hype sessions that you're talking about, how long it takes for the norm to come back into play? It's very quick. I, I don't have the data right in front of me, but what I can tell you is if you're just going to go out and do that, if you are going to waste, uh, I say waste. Okay, if you, I'll take that back. If you're going to spend money on a team building offsite or a, or a corporate culture offsite, I'm telling you, if you do not have follow up and you do not change as a leader, it will be a waste of money. And in, in a very short, short time, I would say inside three months that that will start to deteriorate even quicker than that. Because wow. you know what? You have this period of time of up and you see all these changes made and then there's nothing worse when those changes. Remember, trust is vital for for an employee, okay? It's vital. If they see the change is not made and it just goes back to the status quo, it's going to be a worse situation. And so I, I'm quite critical of organizations hiring just, just for culture. I, I do not like to work for any organization where I just come in on a day just to give a motivational speech. Yeah. Okay? I want long term and I would prefer to have my fee cut up over 12 months so I can make a difference because I'm actually interested in making a difference rather than my bottom line. Because what that's unfulfilling to me that I can come in, I know I can get people motivated for a day, a couple of days, yeah. but what's the point long-term? So it doesn't make change, does it? Nope. And it's all about long-term change. People living their best life so they can be on their deathbed and go, I had a good life. We're not going to do that with a one-off talk just to, just to get a little bit of a spring in our step. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hydroxyburn Shred Ultra. Nootropic Thermogenic Shred Ultra is scientifically engineered to shred body fat, ignite metabolism, and boost all-day energy while enhancing cognitive performance, focus, clarity, and mood. It combines powerful fat-burning thermogenics, Garcinia, green coffee bean, guarana, caffeine, and an industry-leading four grams of acetyl L-carnitine with potent nootropic ingredients at effective therapeutic doses to give you maximum results. So, mate, looking at the character, you, you've you pulled a few concepts and characteristics around an authentic leader out. I just, I've, I've penned a few notes here. You said they're committed to bettering themselves. So, yes. from a leadership perspective, if I've got a, a gym with, you know, 10 staff, or if I've got a supplement store with, you know, five or six staff, or I'm, yep. I'm, a, I'm a major corporate, I'm, I'm working head office at one of the big gym chains that's got 500. How do I commit? What does it mean to me to be committing to bettering myself? What does that actually mean? What does it look well, like? Think, well, very much for me, it starts off, lead, all leadership starts off with self-leadership. Mm-hmm. If we do not get self-right, and that's why our philosophy of self-science and and that book is just out now. Okay, we're not going to step over that. While well, you brought it up, what's the name of your book? Self-science, the study of you by you. Okay, yep. so uh, quickly, I'm, I'm really is it proud actually, of this. Can you actually buy it yet? Yes, you can buy that. You can go onto my go onto my Instagram, go to shop, and you can buy that. How about we so tell that, people what your 
Instagram is? At Dr. Craig Duncan. Yep. Is that all one yep, word? So DR Craig Duncan? DR Craig Duncan. Yes. Yep. All, all one word. And so It'll you, be available. Your book's available called Self Science, A Study of You by You? Yep. Uh, forwarded by the great Tim Cahill, which, hey. is, which, is, which is wonderful. That's nice. And it's, now, he's and someone it's, you've mentored for a long time, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I, I one, like very, one of Australia's best ever athletes, let's be honest. He's, he's an amazing athlete. Also an amazing person, an amazing businessman as well, entrepreneur okay. in every way. He is the he is actually the prototype for any athlete out there. Uh, wow. That's what you want to do. He's recently retired, and he'll just go from strength to strength. There, there will be no post post retirement depression for Tim Cahill. Yeah. If you want to see a prototype for an athlete of how to have a wonderful career, give everything mm. of themselves, and then go on and make a very positive difference to their world, Tim Cahill is it. And uh, he's, he's a massive family man too, isn't he? Absolutely. That is that is number one for him. Not only uh, he's a immediate family, but his brothers. I, I have relationships with his brothers as well and things that they do. And they're just, the actual entire family is a good family. And it was the high, I, I would say it's the highlight of my career to work with the Tim Cahill. Yeah, and awesome. uh, I was very honored that he wrote the forward for the book. It's really good. And that's where leadership starts. Know thyself. And that's what the self-science philosophy is about. Know thyself. So if you ask me, you're a leader of 10 people, five people, four people, you're a leader of a family, you're a father, Whatever, whatever you are, or you've got a hundred people, I don't mind what it is. If you do not have yourself right, that means physiologically, psychologically, you have good routines in place. You you are managing yourself well. It is not going to be possible for then for you to lead effectively. Okay, so Craig, I'm just going to cut you off. You've got into you started getting into a bit of self science, there, cultivating self science or self awareness. Mm. I just want to step back to they're committed to bettering themselves. What would a program? Yep. What would a, a basic concept? Is that like doing a course? Is it? Is it getting a mentor? What does that mean to people out there listening? Because it's really easy for us to go, and we're lucky. Like I can ring you up if I want to talk to you and I do ring you up every day and you ring me up every other day and we, we chat lots and, and, mm-hmm. and, and with Luke and Nathan, it's a real, and, and Donnie Singer start in there. Like there's a lot of people that I am fortunate mm-hmm. enough to have around me that are just unbelievable what I call leaders and mentors. So I, I'm, I'm just touched every day by great people. But for those people out there that are struggling and we're talking about committing to bettering themselves as like one of the the first characteristics of an authentic leader, mate, day one, how do I do that? I'm committed. How do I do it? What do I do? Look, What's a couple of little things we can do? Well, look, I'll, I'll say it here. Pick up the phone or contact me. I won't turn anyone away. Mm-hmm. Even if you want to have a 15-minute chat, it's free. I don't, I don't care. And you can you can have that chat with me. I, I, I don't mind about that at That's all. That's awesome because you sometimes, that. sometimes it's just about getting, getting started. Look, what do I do with the people that I mentor? I will always meet them once a week and we also have 20 Four seven basically access by by phone or by email. We also incorporate monitoring on a daily basis. So every one of the people we work with, they're monitored. So I can see if they're on, off track or on track. Give them a call, send them a text message to see what's going on. But if you don't have the contact with me, what do you do? The first step starts on and says, you know, you start reflecting on your life and ask yourself, let's be honest with ourselves. Let's be open and honest and authentic with ourselves. Where am I? Am I in a space? now, if tomorrow is my last day and I'm going to, that's it, that's it. And I have to check myself in. This is it. Am I happy where I'm at? And is, is, this, the answer, is yes. this 
deathbed scorecard that you talk about? Yeah, well, absolutely, the deathbed scorecard, and there's a chapter of that on that in Self Science, and that's that's what I I write on my deathbed scorecard exactly what I want to check in with on the day before I die. Am I have I lived a good life? And I have five things on my deathbed scorecard that I check in with, but I do that on a daily basis. And is that a personal I, thing, or is that five topics that meet most people? It's for me, it's a personal thing. Mm-hmm. But what you'll find is that there will be definitely in my experience of working with people on their deathbed scorecard will always be their relationships with family, how they are, uh, their relationships with their obviously their loved ones, their partner. Often it is what they are leaving as well. What's their legacy? What have they done? Have they had an impact for better on the world? How how have they been to every every person that they've they've met? How how has it been? Have they lived a good life? Have they made have they come to this world making the world a better place? Have you had an impact for better. That's what pretty much most people are on about. What I'm asking you to do, reflect on that today and what are the answers? And so if your desired state is different to your present state, we've got a gap, then we need to start working on it. Because I'm sure, I I believe in people, 99.9% of the population are good people. Okay. And you could be a leader, you're under enormous stress, you're under COVID stress, you're, you're not managing yourself because there's so many things going around in your mind. You turn up to work, you're angry, you rip into your staff who are also under stress, you you send off emails, you text message, phone calls, your clients, and everything is snowballing. And then you've got to come home to the family and there's stress there as well. And it's a vicious cycle. You can't sleep. Uh, you're not eating well. You're not being active. And it's a mess. And if that sounds like you, I'm telling you, please give me a call, contact me, and let's at least start some conversation because I'm passionate about this uh, and about the health and well-being of leaders. Because the health and well-being of leaders, Greg, and I've said this to you, if you're not on track, right, you come into body science, you're down, your your well-being's not good, you're not happy, you, people, followers, are looking to the leader and that's going to transpire into them and then we have whole organisations that are unhappy and every one of those organisations, those people go home to a family and then that makes them unhappy and then those people go on and on and on and it's a spiral effect where we want to spread good and we want to spread uh, having a positive impact and really getting back down to why are we here and what are we we leaving this world with when we do go and are we living a good life that's how important it is I, I leadership is far more important than anyone can imagine because the impact that you have on so many people you know it's it's a really interesting one for me because I'm really into trying to to better myself from some talking with yourself and other people around in my space you guys are always doing that and, I, and I'll be honest there was a period from my 40s to 50s where I didn't do any of it do you know what I mean I just head down bum up get into what you do a bit like that that boat going down the uh, the river, beautiful, calm water before it, yeah. massive mess behind it. You know, I mean, and I'll put my hand up. That was me for ten years during that period. And you know, I'm very much into that, trying to better myself now for the people around me because I, I just I'm such a believer in the people in the team and the things that we do. So. Look, this leads to the second key point, and you've touched on it a fair bit now, cultivating that self-awareness. So I just want to go back to number one again. So we talk about family, we talk about company, we talk about all those values you talked about. Do I C 
set three concepts with my team, with my wife, with my kids and, and try to and, and work with them? Or do I just go to myself? This is what I'm going to do. Just make it happen. Look, I think you need to have, uh, you, you really need to set your own personal values. Yep. I think you can have uh, family values and you can have organizational values, yep. team values. That takes deep work and you need to put that in now. If you do not have these values, what are you living your Absolutely. life? Absolutely. And this is what I'm trying to get at. Like these people are sitting there going, great podcast, Craig, but seriously, mate, how do I start? And I know you've reached out and said, call me, but I know that comes with a lot of people would be very nervous to do that because nobody, a, a lot of people won't take that step. And that's the difference between some people and other people. And I mean, some people will be straight on to Instagram to look at DR Craig Duncan straight away and sending you a DM and going, mate, here's where I'm at. Let's chat. Mm-hmm. But for those that don't, and it's, it's something, and you know, it all started with me when you first said to me, Greg, what are you thankful for? This is years ago. Like you just said, mm. and, and I just went, you know what? That's a really good question. I've answered that to myself every day since we had that chat. And that's that, great. But that's personal to me. I don't share that with anyone unless you and I chat. Like you often will message me and go, hey, what are you thankful for today, mate? Or I know you do it with Claire, my EA, and I know you do it with Nath, and I know you do it with a whole lot of my mates that you've met. You know, you're, yes. you're just one of those good human beings. But for those people out there, if I'm going to set some of these things, these commitments. Should I share that with my team at work? Like if I go, okay, I'm going to be more present at work. I'm not going to be on my phone as much. Like to say they're really basic things I set to, to create that. Co- like the first part I see, uh, we do a lot of work at Body Science with external parties coming in and a lot like yourself coming in and, and working with us and our team. Mm. And some of the things that come across are some of the most simple things that are just stopping positive culture. Like I'm in a meeting with Greg and he's on his phone. Yep. Don't even realize, like, just like, shit, I've got all these things to do. I'm in this meeting, but I'm not present. You know, that's something I did for that 40 to 50-year-old human that I was. That's out of my, I don't do that anymore. But that's one of the big things that came out of us talking to our staff, of sharing. It was the sharing of those, oh, those, those commitments that, you know, that, and if I am on my phone in one of those meetings now, one of my team can say to me, hey, Greg, buckle up a bit, mate. Like, we're, we're here talking about this. Can you give me five minutes? And they have every right to do that. And do you think, in, and I know we're looking at characters from Authentic Leader and we're still on number one. But I'm just, yeah. I just want people out there. I'm a massive, I, I do a lot of these podcasts now. And what I find is I, when I listen back, I go, gee, I wish I dug deeper on how to do that. Like that's really good advice, but I can't start that because I don't know what's next. You know, yeah, we need, and, yeah. and I agree. And Let's that's why I'm deep. digging really yep. deep here, mate. And, I'm, and, and I think it's just really, you've just got so many good things to share. So if I, if I say to myself, okay, I want to be an authentic leader. I'm going to be committed to bettering myself. Okay. I'm going to set myself some thank yous in the morning. I'm going to have three for my family and one of them is I'm going to have dinner every night without the TV on. It might be as simple as that and say I'm at work and one of them is I'm not going to be on my phone when I'm in a meeting with other people in the, in the company. Do I need to share those with people or do I just take them on myself and be, and will, do, do I want people to know when I'm not being committed to bettering myself or like where are we at here on, we're at the very beginning of this podcast mm. and I'm going around in circles with you. No, so I'm, I think, I, I, look, I think I, I, I hear what you're saying and you're asking, should I be open? and honest with my values and what I want to achieve? Yeah. And the answer is yes. Yes. Okay. The more you have it exposed, the more you've, if it's just you, if I say, okay, I'm not going to be on my phone and all this sort of stuff, okay, and it's just with me, mm-hmm. then who have I got to answer to? Just yeah. me. And yeah. I can, we're very good. Human nature is very good turning a blind eye to ourselves. But if we <laughs> like include, that. if we include a, 
uh, a governance type uh, circle around us having the rules and they know the rules, then they're going to pull us up and they feel obliged to pull us up because we've given them permission 100%. I was coaching someone the other day and uh, I sat with them and uh, they told me they wanted to be, I said, you know, what's your ideal life? And uh, it was a younger person because I get, I, I love doing that work as well. And they said, my dream life, my miracle life would be I'd be traveling the world playing music. Yeah, so I remembered that. Mm-hmm. Three weeks down the track, I said to him, how's your music playing go? He goes, oh, I said, how much time have you played with your guitars in the last, uh, last, last week? He said, probably 10 minutes. Mm, okay. I said, how, how many guitars do you have? I said, he said, two. I said, all right. Okay. For one, can you see 10 minutes is not going to get you traveling around the world playing music? He said, yeah, yeah, I agree. I said, okay, I've got one for you. You know your guitars? If you need to play, let's start off with something basic, 15 minutes a day on your guitar because you enjoy it, right? And they said, yeah, I enjoy it. And you see yourself as a bit of a guitarist? I said, yeah. I said, well, at the moment, you're a guitar collector because you've got two. <laughs> you're, not, you're not a guitar player. And they said, yeah, yeah. Okay, they didn't like that. No. And I said, okay, I'm going to take it a step further. We're going to monitor this for four weeks and that's what we can do with our self-science monitoring. How many minutes have you played on your guitar? Yep. I said, after four weeks, if you have an average 15 minutes on your guitar, two doors down where we're meeting in a cafe, there's a St. Vincent's de Paul. One of your guitars is going in the St. Vincent's de Paul. Nice. So they nearly had a heart attack, <laughs> me saying that. And I said, okay, and what I'm going to do to you, I'm the most unmusical person in the history of the world. But for some reason, for 30 years, I've loved those those drums. You know, the African yep. drums, the yeah. jumbe or whatever they call it. I bought one, spent a, spent a lot of money, high quality drum. Sits there in our, in our dining area, looks cool, and the kids just laugh at it. <laughs> How's your drum going, Dad? You know, how's that? And I said to him, I said, same thing with me. If I don't play five minutes on my drum a day, my drum bay is going to St. Vincent's de Paul. Nice. Mutual because, Greg, we've got to call people out, right? Mm. Because people want to be their best. We don't want to be friends or mentors or anything like that that are just there just to tell you what you want to hear. Got to tell you what you need to hear. It's like you do to me all the time. Yeah. You say, great, you've got to do this, this, and this. You always ask. You say, I, I, I like it when you ask, are we, okay, am I okay to tell you what I think? I said, of course you are. And uh, I know you did the same to our friend Luke the other week, and uh, which, <laughs> which was amusing. But the, the thing is, we need, we need people around us like that. And so you're getting back to your question, should we expose our values? One. 100%. Should an organization have their values? The values should be everywhere. I have our values everywhere, but we don't want them stuck on a wall. We want to embrace them and we want to live them yep. because otherwise don't waste your time having them. Absolutely. Totally agree with you. We actually created our values last year with the team. Yeah. And so I know they're not did. my values or Nathan's values or Cherie's values. They're the team values. So they mean a lot to us at work. And I just did a uh, review this morning with one of our managers and he actually mentioned that putting the values together last year is one of the best things. And he's been with us. 10 years one of the wow. best things we've done at body science and at the time you can be look at the dollars and you can look at the time and you can look at what you're doing and go it's a little bit wishy-washy if you want to you can go down that path where you can just embrace it we embraced it and it's been the best thing we ever did yeah and absolutely and and that's what a, the biggest mistake I, I see leaders make is uh, it's their values. Mm. You know, like when you say, okay, let's let's have a purpose statement. Let's find out what the purpose is of the organization. You know, ha, let's try and do that. And, and leaders can, oh, that'll take only a few minutes. What are you talking about? You, you know, know what? You know, 
Nathan, my partner, is a very passionate guy like myself about the industry. We've done that with three different groups over the 21 years that we've been going. And I say, say we've taken a uh, an agreement where they're going to come in for five days and work on something with us. I would say it's a three-day minimum on that vision over and over again because we are, we're very agile and dynamic and our, our vision does change So that as people change and as the world changes. And when we did that last year, it was easily three days, three solid yeah. days and about a thousand little yellow stickers, slowly putting those up and then slowly peeling those back off. And uh, I'm pretty happy with where it is now. And you can walk through our company and everybody can say that out loud now. The whole team knows it. So Yeah. And, and your company, and I will say it, is is perhaps my favorite Australian company. Uh, and and people don't realize, you know, people listening to this might just see body science as great supplements and all that. It's much, much more than that. And uh, I, I'm very proud to be always associated with body science because I know what, what stems with that in the supplement industry and, and the overall health industry is having that core trust in the organization, make sure that I know what I'm putting into my body is of the highest quality because of the ethics and the, the work that you guys put in. And it's a wonderful company Man, well, and you should that. be very proud of it. Yeah. Appreciate that. Let's uh, let's get into number two. And I, you've tried to go there several times. I've cut you off on that circle work. I apologize, but cultivate that self-awareness. So we're, we're talking about people's emotional intelligence there, aren't we? Yeah, we we are. I mean, that was a, a, a you know, emotional intelligence was coined a, a number of years ago. So people could really focus on that you know, instead of just IQ, our overall intelligence, how intelligent are we emotionally? And very much about knowing thyself. I, I think knowing thyself, self-awareness is just absent in, in this day and age. Mm. People aren't, I mean, the ultimate self-awareness is looking at yourself in the mirror. I think some people look at themselves in the mirror and look beyond. They don't even look into who they are as a person. And, and, and yeah, it's a problem. And, and it is a problem too, because when you walk into an employer's office as uh, as someone, and you know, I've, I've been with Body Science 21 years, but before that, I worked for KPMG and, and large companies where you were just a number and worldwide a big number. You know, it's re- it's really difficult to bring your strengths and your personal beliefs into a, a, a large brand at times. It can be overwhelming because you walk into structure and systems and processes. So, how does someone and we're talking about leaders here. How does a leader stay emotionally intelligent in that area? Like it's it's really easy for me to come to work and go, that works, that works, that works, that works, that works. I'm good. I can I can move forward and go do this, this, and this. It's and and pulling myself up to go. Let's go spend some time with dispatch. Let's have a chat. Let's see where they're at. Let's see how they feel. You know, how's the family? What's happening? Like that emotional intelligence. In, and when you you talk small business leadership, and I call us a small business, we don't have four layers of management under us. We don't have a manager for every single concept that the business can possibly be working at the time. There's a lot of people in our business that are wearing three and four hats, which is a typical Australian business, as you'd know. Mm. And it's a sporting team too, you know, like they've pulled back on how many people you can have in sporting teams. There's there's a whole lot of caps being put into place now that are changing the way things are happening. How do you think we, we turn that emotional intelligence on when we walk in somewhere when we're in, like you say, let's go back to the Socceroos, for example, probably one of the best national sporting teams we've had, and you can remember, no real problems off the field, good performance on the field. Like you said, Tim Cahill came out of, a, it's just created some great aspects of Australian sport. How do you take yourself 
and walk into that and then have the emotional intelligence to work within the boundaries of that business? That's a very, very good question. Walk into these places, you you first have to analyze the situation or, or do an audit of what is actually going on to read the culture, to read the people, to understand where they're at, to have a look at what is the vision, the mission, the values of this organization, which, which should be set by the leader, and then to embrace that and see how you can improve that. That's how, how I look at things. I always come into a place and think, okay, this is where it's at. Now, how can I improve that? Because that's what I'm being paid to paid to do. In my experience, good organizations, it starts at the top. You talked about multi-layered, big organizations. You mentioned you used to be at KPMG. I, again, believe that starts at the top. And the problems, and let's face it, a lot of these big organizations have major problems. People are not happy at certain levels. Okay, but it starts at the top. Then they have people below them. They have people below them. It gets right back to recruitment. What is the, what are we trying to create here? And so it can be done, but it starts with the leader, okay, that sets the tone of things. And then whether they're really fully engaged in making a positive difference all over the place. And then you have this set set framework in place. And I'm sure Body Science grew to uh, 5,000 employees. You could do exactly the same because you'd have the framework in place, what it means to work at Body Science. What does it mean to work at KPMG? So if you've got a team leader doing X, Y, and Z that is not even close to the values of this organization, then they're not going to last very long. Okay. That's what we've got to get in place. We've got to get the values and what we're actually working towards. So put it this way, whatever your favorite sport is, there's rules. Okay. There's rules. Yep. Okay. If we're playing a soccer game, or I know you like your Gold Coast Titans that I saw beat the Broncos. They're on fire. Well, can't wait for next year. That was a good thing. So someone can't pick up the ball in rugby league or in soccer and go the opposite direction and that be called a goal. Yep. And and kick it down some some place and and that's a goal. Why do we run organisations different? If we don't don't have good structure or or what's called you know basic corporate governance yep. to what is how we're going to operate and not only in name only. This is how we operate. Operate. This is what we want to do. And then the leaders follow suit. And so I, I think it all starts with this, these leadership teams that we've got to get on the right page in respect to first step is themselves. Get them right themselves. Become self-aware. Do you want to make a difference to this world to leave this world a wonderful place rather than just earn, a, earn an income and make people's lives a misery? So that third aspect you talked about right now is the discipline side. Discipline. Yes. And and to have that. So it all gets back to self-science. It all gets back to your deathbed scorecard. You know, we're on the same team, Greg. I mean, more than ever, I've been thinking about this. Humans, we're on the same team, right? We're humans. Absolutely. Why do we fight each other? Why I've started I've started having a look at this thing. There's so much envy. Envy has no positive relationship in the world. I mean, there's going to be nothing good that comes with that. There's nothing good about anger. There's nothing good about fear. None of these things make anything positive to your world. How about if I looked at it and saw Greg's driving a Maserati or a Ferrari or whatever it is? 
And I go, wow, that's great. Because you know what? Greg's win is my win because I'm human. If, if I see someone, an entrepreneur, make all this all this money and, and that's something that's important to me, wow, that's a human. I'm cheering for them. Why do we look at them and go, oh, why is it them and not me? Why can't we just embrace and be happy for people? Because we're in it together. That's the, that's the thing. If we really want a joyful life, we've got to look out for each other. And this is during this COVID-19. I think if we were to sit and go, let's see the state of the world, COVID-19 would be a really interesting one to put on the world. Because you know what? What will get rid of this virus, whatever you, whatever you think, or how you stay protected is follow the rules, uh, social distance, you know, cleanliness, and look out for each other. Basically, key things, right? Are we able to do that? If we're able to do that, we are absolutely there as humans. Let's please, let's now stop this competition between each other because it's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, Luke and I were talking the other day on this exact topic. And because one of the things that you traditionally do when you're when you, you're going down the path of going to market, you do competitor analysis. And Luke said to me, oh, how often do you do competitor analysis? And I said to him, mate, to be honest, we're not overly interested in competitor analysis because we want everyone to make it. If our competitors are doing well in the fitness industry, the health and fitness industry, or the health and wellness and fitness industry, the whole industry is doing well. And if the whole industry mm. is doing well, I'm doing well. That's nice. You know, if, yep. if we had the competitive power to wipe out all of our customers, I think working at Body Science would be something that I just didn't love anymore and would just become a competitive stress and it's, yeah. it's really interesting that when I was speaking to him he goes you know what I'm exactly the same mate I hope we all make it and you know you've just I've just had this chat with you and you've said exactly the same thing it was really interesting having that chat and that's that mutual mentoring thing that Luke and I do every morning you know it's, uh, it's great to be able to go for a surf or go for a walk because that's the two things right and you've touched on a few things that we've talked about is with your guitar is one of the things we've been talking about is are you interested or are you committed and when we're talking to each other through that process it's uh are you interested or are you committed because if you're interested i don't want to talk about it let's just jog on move on i'll talk about things that you're committed in where we can make change because there's a thousand things that i can be interested in, in in what i do i get so many cool things across my desk from you know ingredients right through to products right through to everything that's happening but you know if i'm not committed i'm wasting their time and everyone else's time in the industry as i play around so for me that's been a big part for us and and what we're doing and he's recently bought into on top of that being comfortable with discomfort yes and, and he's that's been- well, we, start, we started yeah. the early mornings before the sun's up swimming in the water and, and it's really added a great part to the day. It's it's probably one of my favourite parts of the day now, to be really honest. He's been in bed. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? and yeah. now, now I'm in the ocean watching the sun come up. I mean, I... I'm very lucky in that area. So, but let's not get caught up on that. So, mate, that they're, they're the three things of authentic leadership. Have you got anything else you want to add to that? And I'm really interested here in not talking to the big corps that can afford to get teams in to help them. I'm more talking like our, our gyms and our PTs and our supplement stores and the people we deal with on a day-to-day basis that are really struggling to keep the business going during COVID. How can how can they work in summarizing here, like to be authentic leaders? Look, I, I think very much it starts with that self-awareness and, yeah. and, and part of self-awareness is knowing when you need help. Okay. When you, when you really need that support. And I, I actually have done recently some really good work or I enjoy it immensely of, of, uh, people that own small businesses only have a few employees and it's not about often how, how they manage them. It's about how they manage themselves. So their mind is really ready to, to pivot, to look at other angles, to open their mind and think, okay, what could we do here? Like I could think of five or six or even 10 things that I think the fitness industry could do to make itself better. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think those things 
just come by having self-awareness, having your mind open and ready and to look at change. Sometimes when you're down there on the tools working in things, you're not thinking, ah, how could I make this different? How could I pivot into something? And yeah, just to, just to have some ideas. And uh, I think that's been really valuable with a couple of these people that I've been working with. And also it makes them better if they're more open and aware, then they're more open and aware with the people that they're working for. Let's face it. If you're struggling as an employer, your employees will be struggling as well. You're trying to keep the ship afloat. It might be that case. The people below you, the followers, they also know that you're trying to keep the ship afloat. So they're thinking, will I have a job? So you're thinking, will you have a business? And with great responsibility, you know, you, you, you have those difficulties. Okay. But there's also these other groups. So we've got to get together to work together because you need them as much as you need yourself at this time. So it's, it's really important. I think great things can come out of uh, difficult times. And when there's challenges, there's a couple of things we can do. We can just stop and be stuck in the mud and just go, oh, I'm frozen. And my job a lot of the time is just to lead people out of that mud to start putting one foot in front of the other. And so you can start thinking you can work through it. There has been many trying times during our, our the, you know, the how long humans have been on this planet. We've had in a remarkably positive time in our country and pretty much the world for many, many years. This is a tough time. And uh, are we resilient enough to do it? I like to look at things as a bit of a competition, a bit of a journey. What can I learn from it? What can I do? But the worst thing you can do is be stuck. Once you get stuck and not move at all, like out of basically fear and you you just can't move, that's when you've got problems. So what we need to do is just lead you out of that and start looking at different opportunities. There will be some answer there. Nice. Mate, so in wrapping up, authentic leadership is something we can all take on. It's not something just for the rich and famous and those with massive budgets and all that. It's something to start every day with your family, your business, the people you work with, your peers. You can just set that up yourself and obviously people that are interested will come on board. Absolutely. It's just, it's just. I mean, the authentic leadership I, I think it's basically about being a good person, yeah, well, a good human. You mentioned that when we first started about authentic leadership is for everybody. Yeah. So how important is it for me to understand the – to be mission driven, like to be part of that mission for of the company, for example, to be a leader. Like, can you work in a? And here's a big question for you: Can you work in a place where you don't believe in the the mission or the vision? I know they're different things, but let's just put them together: yeah. the mission or the vision of the business. Can you say you're you've got an expertise, mission expertise? That's your. Can you work in a place where you don't believe in that? Can you be part of the faith? Can you be mission driven? All those things that come into place when we start talking about leadership. What you're saying is, can you be part of an organization when you don't believe the direction that they're actually taking? Absolutely. Well, I couldn't be. Mm-hmm. However, I also understand that you might need to put food on the table. So at this stage, you mightn't be able to get out of that and it's just a job. But the question I would ask is, okay, is that the life that you want to lead going to work and working for an organization that doesn't have the values that you have the values for? What I would be suggesting is that you're looking out to try and find something that does align with your personal values, simply because life is too short to be doing something for over a third of your life hours when you don't believe in it. So uh, ultimately, if you're working somewhere where the leader and the values of the organization are not aligned with yours is going to be very, very difficult. And can I say that from an alternative perspective, 
from a leader's perspective, you've got to ask yourself how many of your followers, which are your employees, might be thinking along those lines, if you're really honest with yourself. That's a a very big question. Because I'm telling you now, if you've got a culture problem, if you've got a team problem, and you call me in, the first people I'm going to work with is the leaders, because the others are there to follow, and what are you setting? So, And we can make a difference. We can make a difference, because I'm sure most leaders want to be the best they can possibly be, because imagine, you know, going home and and having so much stress on you because you you know you've got an organization that's got poor culture and things aren't working to you know the way that you want them so yeah we've got to be all on the same page if you want a high performing organization yeah no and that's that's on the field and in the boardroom too isn't it mate it, it doesn't change and and in the family absolutely yeah, nice and in the family i like that so if you want to prove your leadership capabilities Dr. Craig Duncan has a new book. You want to tell us the title again, mate? I'm sorry, I don't have that name in front of me. Self science. You are the worst marketer, Craig. Like I love you as a human. You are terrible at marketing yourself. I'm just. This is on a podcast. It's official now. You're terrible at marketing yourself. No, Dr. But, Craig Duncan, but, who cares more about you than himself, has a new book out. No, I've got to tell you. I'm not taking this out either, mate. This is staying in. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a good marketer, but self science is study of you by you. Yes, it's a book, but it's a philosophy, and yeah, there's going to be ongoing things about this ongoing support because for me it starts with self and this is what I wrote about here get yourself right and then everything else can work from there because that's going to make you be there for others and that's what it's about self-science isn't about you just focusing so much on yourself all you care about yourself I wrote this so you can be your best self to do what we're actually made to do which is to go out and help others we live in a society now where we're that radical individualizer you know individual Individualism yep. is killing us. We need to be there for others. Self-science is part of that to have you right so you can go and be better for others. And that's what I, I really have that great belief that if we do that, we can change so much of our world. Nice. Man, I need you to work with me on this next bit. You ready? What's your website? My website is drcraigduncan.com.au. Nice. And you can find out everything you want to about me there, but also Instagram, which I'm on every day. There's always something on that. You, you do a lot of lives it. on there too, don't you? I'm going to start to. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to start to do more lives and we're going to start doing more Facebook lives for body science. Yes. So I've done a whole heap of stuff for body science, which I'm really, I really love doing that. But yeah, if you, the easiest way to probably go is is to go onto Instagram and follow the links to where you can contact me. I'm easy to contact. And mate, do you have an email address that people can just email you if that's their preferred? I'm going to have, we're going to have a session after this, Craig. I'm going to go through 24 ways you can talk to someone just so you know it's more than just your Instagram or a website. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to, I'll give you my personal email, which is just Dr. Craig Duncan. So drcraigduncan at g email.com. So please, yeah, I'm really good if you contact me on email. And a lot of people do from these podcasts. So please don't be shy. Send me an email and I will answer it. And I'd love to to really do that because I've got the time to do. Okay. So anyone looking to find Dr. Craig and say you're out walking, you're in the gym or you're running or you're driving, you can't write it down, jump on the Body Science website for slash podcast. Look for the podcast, Dr. Craig Duncan. It will be the headed, the importance of authentic leadership. You'll be able to grab his social connections, website and email there and like he said reach out say hello he's the type of person who will push you in the right direction he's one of the good humans that we deal with Thanks. oh and i've also got i've also got my podcast remember the dr craig duncan podcast so. well everyone subscribe yeah. like you need to subscribe to two podcasts now everyone it's the body science podcast and the dr craig duncan 
podcast. <laughs> and you podcast weekly on that? Yeah, even sometimes multiple times a week. So they're just, they're short podcasts. Yours are short and unless, sharp, aren't they? 15 yeah, minutes? Yeah, unless I do an interview, but most of the time they're short and sharp, just a few minutes. Anything that's going through my mind. So uh, yeah, we just chat about it. What a great free resource for everybody. Mate, thanks for coming on board again. It's always great talking with you. There's so many things that we can talk about. We did pick authentic leadership today. For those out there that don't know, you at Australian Catholic University? Yeah, you, I still you have run a, the. I'm involved with the high performance sport, like the the Bachelor of Sports Science. Yep. So I I've kept that academic position uh, over time, as well as having our our company in that. So it's been really good because I I do enjoy seeing people come through as students and trying to help them to actually have a career as well. So that's a big part of what we like to do. And that part of you being authentic, I just want to throw. In, I'm putting you under the bus a little bit here, mate. You've actually started studying yourself again. Ah, uh, yeah. I and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I to to help me be a better leadership coach, I think, and and to understand leadership in a new area and. Of course, I like to study and I like to learn as uh, I'm doing this uh, another course at the moment. So uh, a postgraduate course in leadership, and that's fascinating. And uh, I think we'll start doing some research in that area because the world can really improve in that area. Fantastic. So there you see it, authentic leadership. The man himself talking about it is actually doing more to self-improve. Yes. Mate, thanks for coming on board. Once again, jump on the Body Science website, look up the podcast if you want to find Craig's details. He's there to chat with, like he said. You're a very game man doing that. I I applaud you for doing that. Catch you you soon, mate. Thanks, mate. Today's podcast was brought to you by our partners in Fit, Happy and Healthy, ASN, Nutrition Warehouse, DY Discount Vitamins, Fat Burners Only, Evelyn Fay, Mr. Supplement, or find a retailer online at bodyscience.com.au forward slash retailers.